Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists Podcast, the podcast where comedians do art and have a chat. What's not to love? I'm your host, Annie McGrath, and this week I'm joined by the fantastic force of nature that is Bobby Mayer. We had a very nice time painting away. Bobby was very stressed when he arrived and slightly less stressed when he left. If you want to see mine and Bobby's artworks from the episode, and I would urge you to have a look because they're pretty intense, then follow Secret Artists on social media at Secret Art Pod. Also, it's been so nice to receive so many of your artworks, lots of you painting along whilst listening to the podcast, which is a total joy. So please keep sending those in and enjoy the episode. Hello, Bobby. Hello. It's felt a bit frantic, hasn't it? And uh, you look stressed to me. Do you want to talk about it? I haven't slept in 26 hours. Okay, that's what a full day over a full day. Yes. So, so yesterday, I wait. Should I paint while I talk? <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. It's what, a paint what podcast. <laughs> I um, I'm gonna paint a man screaming. Okay, great. That's your muse. Uh, I yeah, like that. Yeah, so, yeah, shall yeah. I do the same? Yes. Man screaming. Yes. Feels like you've thought about this a lot. No, I just that's what that's how I that's the feeling. <laughs> okay. So we're in. So I was in Canada for three weeks on a nice relaxing vacation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, my flight back was Thursday at 12, okay. midday. And I'm talking to you Friday afternoon. So at thir- Thursday at 2 a.m., I look at my boarding pass. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because my boarding pass says that my flight was Wednesday evening. <gasps> no. <laughs> Which is which is bad. Yeah. That means my my the plane I was supposed to be on is already in the air. Yeah. There's no way you can get that to pop down and scoop you up. No. So then I had to Google um like what to say to the airline when you miss your flight. And apparently the best chance of getting back on the plane mm-hmm. is saying it's a, a flat tire excuse. Oh, interesting. So you say the car broke down on the way to the airport. Yeah. And then they'll put you on the next flight, usually. Okay. So I call at now 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Feeling like I'm on the verge of a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm on hold for 30 minutes. And then the hold music stops and there's just no music, but I'm still on hold. So I just sit in silence for another 30 minutes. And then eventually a man said, hello. 
And I said, hello? And he said, I can't hear you. And I frantically wow. ran around the apartment I was in trying to make him be able to hear me. You know, when you just called me, I couldn't hear you either. I know, my phone is fucked and I need a new phone. Okay. So that's a different issue. That's a different issue. So, um, so eventually I hear the man and I tell him my, my dad's car broke down and he said, I'll see what I can do. Wait, you said that your dad's car had an accident, right? I could tell this guy was on my side. I love that. I love this guy. He was a fucking hero. And I said, yeah, it was an accident. And he said, okay, I'll do what I can do. So he looks and he says, I'm sorry, you only got a basic ticket. Which means you're not eligible to change flights, but I'll make an exception for you. Oh my God. And he put me on a flight last night. <sighs> And I just, I I flew, and I you, got here. you married him. I watched a bit of TV, I came here, and after this after this podcast, I'm going to kiss that man on the mouth. Who is he? Have you got his details? I don't even know his name, I just know he has a soft voice, never ever seen him in person. I'll know. He saved he, your life. He saved me. How many sort of, I like, mean thousands like and thousands. A thousand or something. A thousand pounds. Yeah. Well, Bobby, I'm so glad you made it back. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine you couldn't do this podcast today. Um, I'm well, sure that was your biggest concern. It was one of them. It was one of them. I like to maintain my commitments. Yeah, and you have, and I appreciate that. Yes. Um, well, it's lovely to have you here. Can I read out an introduction for you? I'd love that. Normally we do this at the beginning, but... I wasn't... Str- I, I don't that. know why. You got a stressed vibe from me. I don't know where you're yeah, getting no, that. I'm- I don't know where you're <laughs> getting that from, but... Bobby Mayer is a fantastic comedian whose special cockroach has been described as an hour of dark, gut-wrenching stand-up. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Bobby, I yeah. think I described it that way. I that was me. I think you did as well. I think I just had to describe it, so then I'm like, well, I'll call it that. But I thought it sounded better saying, has been described yes, as, rather Bobby than... Yes, Bobby described his own comedy as funny. <laughs> but that's good. That's good. You know, I took out something that I thought might make it sound uh, less humble, that it was like one of the best stand-ups in the world or something. I don't think I I did not say that about myself. <laughs> That's insane. I wouldn't even say I'm one of the best stand-ups in this building. I don't even know who else is here. Bobby hosts the hit TV show Killer Camp and has appeared on numerous other TV shows. It was cancelled, actually. Was it? Yeah. But it did was Did you a, get it cancelled? Uh no, no, none of my <laughs> have you been cancelled? No, no. Not yet. This is my last podcast. Although this comes out no, in September. No. So. Um no. Uh no, it was a great time. Just two seasons and then it that's a lot for, for TV now. Getting more than one season, I think you should pat yourself on the back. I felt like a hero. Um, and you've appeared in numerous other TV shows, in sh- including Feel Good, Stand Up Sketch Show, that's Roast true. Battle, Guessable, Eight Out of Ten Cats, and lots more. That's th- that's very true. That's all. It's all that's, true. Those are facts. And I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. Thank hello, you. Hello, Bobby. I because you're like one of my favorite people that I oh, never. Oh, stop it! No, but it's like if you. If you live next door to me, yeah, I'd see you like every two weeks. I know it's the the north south divide, isn't it? Yeah, I'm north, you're south. But you won't come down. I will invite me. <laughs> I mean to live, make it convenient oh, to live. I, I'm not anti uh, living in South London. I have to say, I used to live in Camberwell, so I'm not one of those people who won't. Okay. Um, but you know, you see the people you live near, basically, don't you? Yes. Um, do you consider yourself to be an artist, Bobby? No. When's the last time you sort of did something like this? Uh, probably 25 years ago. Okay. I'm enjoying it. It's 
I'm surprised at what comes out. Having a palette of paint makes me feel like um, it, it's a very creative thing to look at. I, I yeah, I feel um, you feel inspired by it. I do, and I think, what color should I use now? Are you, have you gone dark with your colors? Or? No, I'm quite light and bright. I like bright colors. And how? What were you doing in Canada? Were you working or seeing family? Well, if anyone who works for HMRC is listening. I was. It was a business trip. I was working a lot. Okay, we do have a lot of HMRC. That's good. Listeners. Yeah. Within that business trip, I also saw my friends and family and did some work. I did do gigs. Yeah, did some gigs, and then just like you know, caught up with people. Do audiences vary much between the UK and North America? They laugh harder there. Do they? Yeah, they just give it up a bit easier. Lots of weeping and cheering. No, just like longer laughs. I don't. Oh, I don't know culturally why, but. Um, they're more prone to joy than you are <laughs> than me specifically well that but i'm I'm not saying i am that's why i'm here i think i do you think your style of comedy is more aligned with british sensibilities than... yeah maybe why do you think that is um because they pay me more here to do it that's why that's yeah. why i don't have the that's my measure how is sort of balancing being a comedian with raising a child it's good because i don't know if you know this but when we do g- g- Children sleep at night and gigs are at night. night. It's quite ideal. Yeah. And then everyone says, oh, so if if I'm home, and people are like, so is Harriet at home with the baby? It's like, no, they have these things called babysitters. <laughs> we pay a stranger to sit in your living room where your child sleeps. It's great. <laughs> Once you get over the hurdle of the fact that like, oh, it's someone that's not me. It's great. Yeah. It really works out. How quickly did you get over that hurdle? I got over it before the first one arrived. <laughs> I was, was ready. Was the first one a good one? If you had any oh, yeah, yeah. We still use her. Still use her. Oh, great. Still use her. Um, yeah, nice. we had one late. No, we had one girl who just didn't speak to the baby. That was weird. I just Not that I need like someone to be like, get, get, cuckoo. But I walked in the room and she was just looking at her while the baby played. And I thought, you know what? You're That's done. That's a bit freaky. You're done. But also, I guess babies can't speak, so... No, but she just of... stared at her for a long time. Too long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what uh, a... And what did you... <laughs> how did you broach that? Were we just like, we I don't just need didn't book one. her again. Yeah, fair. How was the experience of hosting Killer Camp? Uh, loved hosting Killer Camp. Uh, we, I, I spent two months of my life in Lithuania because of that show. Amazing. It's a fucking beautiful country. And uh, we're just in the forest in Lithuania. Lithuania has the unique... Um, ability to look like every country. They shoot a lot of ads there, don't they? Probably well, they shot. I think they shot Chernobyl there. Mm. They shoot things that look like America there. They shoot a lot of Swedish detective thrillers there. It just mm. kind of looks like everywhere. And the Lithuanian people are very, just I don't know. I love it. If I mm. if I gave up on comedy, I'd buy a little house in Lithuania. And uh, set up a murder camp. Yeah, well, I'd start killing people. Yeah, I'd get back. I I just do my show. What do you think you would do if you weren't doing comedy? Um, drugs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't doing comedy. I feel like I'm too far in to imagine a different life now. Yeah. Um, like Have you ever I, done any other jobs? Oh yeah, but nothing I was passionate about. I I intentionally never got a good jo- a job that I would enjoy. Yeah. Because I thought it would distract from comedy, which in retrospect, when you realize the the uh, frailty of a creative income, I wish in my early 20s, I because I was like, I don't want a backup plan or else I won't really go into this. 
mm. not realizing like you could just get a job in something steady and work there one day a week that'd be fine yeah something that yeah earns good money yeah it isn't very depressing yeah i don't know what that would be though i don't either what, what what's your dream job outside of Galway? i don't know well i used it used to probably be doing art and now i do that as well as comedy so i've sort of made both of my creative endeavors into jobs which i guess is on the one hand the dream and on the other hand a prison <laughs> a living hell yeah the one monitor having to monetize every comedic thought every not even comedic every cre every creative thought you have is always now followed by like how can i how can i monetize this idea yeah and it is a bit yeah it does the painting's good i don't think i'm going to sell this painting the only way i'll sell this painting is if i die soon or oh, that can be arranged you, yeah. how would how would you kill a man well i've got what have i got in here that's well maybe that glass something with that glass i think you'd have to surprise me though i think there'd have to be an element of surprise probably maybe i'd throw the water in your face and then just smash the glass that's not bad that's not bad you could stab me in the neck maybe yeah be overwhelmed. did i come to that too quickly no um something with the long paintbrushes they're not really sharp enough to stab no you could put them in an eye i think okay I don't think that would kill you, though. Well, you, I think, uh, what's behind the eye? The brain. Mm, good point. It's darker, it's darker this podcast than usual. What is it usually? Like, you're setting, I feel like... Am I setting the tone? Uh, yeah, you're setting the tone. Set a f funner tone. Okay. What do we want to la, talk la, about? La, 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 fun, la, fun. Do you do art with your baby? Yeah, we'll get her to draw sometimes, and then we just say good job. I mean, what's great about the one and a half is there's no... There's no like anything they do is good. It's it, it you don't have do to Do you actually think that or is that because you Well, and, yeah, you because they they uh, anything they're doing they couldn't do a week ago. I see. So the all, bar is set really It's all low. good. Unless it's like lighting another kid on fire, it's yeah. all positive. And you'd support that. Uh, well, I actually I would like she was with a couple other kids and then she was a bit they were like a bit pushier than her and like shove her out of the way and stuff. And I would mm. like it if she was a bit more violent. I think being generally slightly violent and aggressive in life gets you what you want. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think a bit of violence and a bit of aggression is good. So how are you going to explain that to her? Um, <laughs> you know, just uh, just tell her to really get what she wants in life. Yeah. Go for it. And maybe just, you know, you get another kid and you... Let her shove the kid around a bit. So do you give her paints and things? Or is she a bit too young for that? She's a bit young for paint. Crayons. Crayons, crayons are great. Crayons are yeah, yeah. Then. But you have to keep the crayon on a fucking table or else she's drawing on everything. Oh, I see. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm sort of painting you screaming. Yeah, I, I figured that's did what you, would, Did yeah. you see that? I No, I assumed. I can't see what you're doing. Are you painting me screaming? No, I'm painting me also. Oh, nice. Um, I needed to get it out. Um, do you find it easy to make your daughter laugh? Oh, yeah. Tickle, smile. That's it. It's um, Easy crowd. Yeah, making a baby laugh is very simple. Do you find that your um, your style of comedy has changed since? In no way, no. I wish. <laughs> I wish I had some... Like, you just... I, you just had to say, this is a bit darker than you. It's like, yeah, my small talk is so... My music choice and my small talk uplift no one. 
I didn't know you did small talk. Uh, this was this is me doing small talk. I feel like I don't really do it either. Okay, it's just maybe why we get on. Yeah, because it's not, you know, there's no pussy footing around the light stuff, is there? No, I don't really. Yeah, I'm not good at it. I can do it. I say, how have you been? Where have you been today? <laughs> how? Oh, you, you look, you, you smell good. Yeah. Some you people don't like to be to me, smelled. Actually. No, I do, I've, I've, no, but I've been sitting with Toast the dog, so I you, probably don't smell good. Uh, well, I like the smell of dogs. Oh, do you? Yeah, sure. I'd like a, yeah. Are you more of a cat guy, though? No, dogs, dogs, dogs. Okay. Would you get a dog? We have a dog. Do you? Sunil Patel the dog. Oh, of course. Yeah, very badly trained. Um, Pandemic dog. Didn't send so him you're, back. You're one of the lockdown, the yeah. lockdown dog people. Yeah. Man, you must be able to get some really good breeds right yeah. now. Rescue breeds, you well, know? People just that well, people who bought like Labradoodles in. and then realized having a dog sucks. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're going to go to a place with a lot of other dogs. That's not here. Bye-bye. Yeah. What sort of dog is yours? Uh, well, they said a Cavapoo, but it's mostly poo. Oh, they're quite cute but it's, because yeah, they it's, don't yap as much as no, no, Cockapoos. You're wrong. Oh, really? Our dog barks all the time. Very badly, badly trained, trained yeah. yeah. Our neighbors must fucking hate us. Have you ever thought about training it? We tried. We had a trainer in. Uh, the Sunil Patel, the dog, is never actually afraid of people. Was so afraid of the trainer, he pissed all over me. <laughs> uh, the trainer had a very creepy energy, and uh, we only paid him half the money. Just staring at the dog like the babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you think about getting a different dog trainer? Uh, I think... It's a lost cause. He barks at noises, mm. and um, there's a lot of noises because we live on an estate, so it's kind of hard to solve. I mean, maybe it's solvable, but... Yeah. I think having a baby and a dog is quite a lot, isn't it? So I've heard. Yeah. What... What? Wait, what... Do you have responsibilities in your life? No, none. None? Well, I mean, I have some responsibilities, but nothing like like having to keep something alive. You have to keep you alive, though. That's a big... That's a It is quite a lot, isn't it, I suppose, keeping yourself alive. Hello, it's me, Annie McGrath, from Secret Artist Podcast. Just thought I'd pop in and interrupt myself to promote my gig, Annie McGrath and Friends, which is coming up on the 31st of October, a.k.a. Halloween. Ooh. If you're not out trick-or-treating, then I would urge you to come to 21 Soho, where I will be joined by a fantastic lineup of comedians. Vittorio Angeloni, Elf Lyons, Sean McLaughlin, Dan Cook and Bronwyn Sweeney. And it's going to be a great night of stand-up. So book tickets via 21 Soho's website and hopefully see you there. Ooh, I'm scared. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you own any art, Bobby? No. Would you like to? If you could own any artwork in the world, what would you choose? Maybe like oh, something with like money, you know. 
<laughs> something where you buy it and it's like cost 10 grand now and then a million later is that i'm just not that interested in owning art like yeah. i i like i like the idea of it but like i am a messy person okay nobody wants like a rembrandt with a coffee stain on it well i think you could hang it on the wall to avoid yeah that. no you say that but i someone would drop something something would splash <laughs> and it's like yeah okay this is i've ruined the quite art. like the idea of a rembrandt with a coffee stain on it you know when i said rembrandt don't even know who rembrandt is you would recognize this stuff. Very sort of dark portraits. I want a Rembrandt, actually. That's what yeah. I, I changed my answer. All right. I'll, um, I'll get you one after this. Okay, good. I'm doing you sort of dripping with tears coming from the eyes. So the tears like drip into the screen. That's good that from the eyes. Anywhere else <laughs> would not be obviously tears. <laughs> I've only done your face, by the way. Before, okay. Before you start I'm doing like a clown thing i don't really know if it's not me i don't know what it is tears of a clown no it just i'm just using lots of colors because they're available mm. well i didn't want to limit you with your palette i've not been limited good do you have any favorite artists no <laughs> <laughs> i want to like give this profound answer but no, i but don't you don't have to i don't once in a while you have like that painting like the fucking japanese painting of the wave and the guy on the yeah, wave yeah. and you're like oh that's a cool painting <laughs> But then, you know, it gets ripped and you throw it in the garbage. Yeah. So, no. Why? But, like, is art a huge part of your life? Um, I think doing it is a huge part of my life. Are you painting every day? Mm, every week, not every day. Okay. Depends on how much, how many gigs and, like, how much comedy work I have going on. But I do have a studio that I rent and, yeah, I'm there every week. Painting away, crying into my paints. Why are you crying? No, I don't know. I'm not always crying. Okay. Are you? <laughs> no, I don't really cry much anymore. Do you not? No, that, yeah, that's done. How does your sadness manifest itself? Uh, in a ball in my stomach that never escapes. <laughs> and on my deathbed I'll say, I was sad. <laughs> How are you getting on with yours? Yeah, good. But I think we've never had a substantial enough hangout. I want like a weekend away. You know what I mean? I feel like the last time. Yeah, I'd be up for that. The last time we hung out. Was for three minutes. Was for, Well, we saw a show at the Soho Theatre, didn't we? Yeah. But before that, I feel like it was when we uh, went for dinner at Holly Burns. And yeah. Harriet had just found out she was pregnant. That's true. Yeah, Holly Burns is a connecting tissue between us. Mm. And I did the thing that you're never supposed to do and asked you if Harriet was pregnant. You said yes, but don't tell. Oh, no. Yeah, that was, I had to later. Oh. You're not uh, supposed to ask, no, are you? you're not. Sorry about that. I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't make that rule, though. It's Don't be sorry to me. It's just sort of the understood rule if you're a woman, I think. Oh, man, I really, this painting. I didn't know I could paint anything. Did you do art at school? Yeah, but not like, you know, quite perfunctory. I loved to draw up until I was 10. Yeah. I was obsessed. I'd have sketch pads and I'd draw all the time. See, yeah, you are an artist. And I was really, for like a 10-year-old, I was good. So why did you stop? I don't know. I just got obsessed with other things. But then I never, I actually regressed. I was better at 10 than I am now. Like I could do like but look at a face and draw a face. you were doing it all the time. Yeah. Like if you did one sketch a day, you'd get it back really quickly. Maybe. You find it calming. Yeah, this is really calming. You, you, your energy's changed since you arrived. Yeah. You're a different man. 
to the man who walked in <gasps> half an hour ago. But you know when you enter the postcode for this place into the Google Maps, it's just like that's not a postcode. Yeah, it's very difficult to find, to be fair. Like Google Although Maps. I've never got an Uber here. You've got an Uber here. Oh, my God. And the driver was like, I'm going to take my own way. And I was like, oh, good. I'm sure you know better than. Although I sort of respect that because often the people that drive Ubers don't really have that. No, this guy, this guy knew. This guy, well, he thought he knew. And he took you to the wrong place. Yes. Have you ever been trolled online? Yeah, I was the worst comedian of all time. What do you mean? Uh, well, I did a set like five years ago and I bombed. And then at the end of the set, I said, you know what? Fuck you. I'm good at this. You know, I'm, I'm actually good at this. Mm. Whatever. The set was good. And then I said that at the end. And then somebody was secretly filming me. And they, just, <gasps> they just recorded the part where I said, fuck you. I'm good at this. And then they put it on E-Bombs World, which uh, we all just found out still exists. And YouTube. And long behold, it sat there festering views for five years. Oh, man. And then one day I started getting these tweets being like, I don't think you're the worst in the world. I was like, what is this about? And then I found this Lad Bible article. Lad Bible picked up oh, where a video no. of me bombing. And it said worst. The video was titled worst comedian in the world. <laughs> in the fucking world. And this video then had like 100,000 hits. But no one. I mean, this is what's even more insulting. My name wasn't even in it. I was just anonymous worst comedian ever. So that's better that it didn't have your name. It is better, but it's also sad that they didn't know who I was. Did you email? Sorry, can you name check me on this, please? No, I did not. Not at all. I um, I I didn't talk about it for like six months. I was like, I am not giving this anything. I will just let this die. Oh man! Otherwise, I would have been trolled by everyone I know. So you didn't get that many? Did you get death threats or anything? Uh, no death threats. I've I've been told I'm like funnier than cancer, less funny than molestation, things like that. Okay. I've been attacked on stage. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time I was on stage and I made a joke about a call center. This was in Canada. I've been joking about a call center. And this guy in the audience um, started walking towards the toilet, which was behind the stage. And I thought, oh, I guess he is uh, going to the bathroom. But then he just walked on stage and started punching me in the face. Oh, my God. He hit God. me like 10 times. <gasps> Uh, and at one point, I was getting hit in the face, so I turned my head, and they started punching me in the neck, which really hurts, actually. Yeah. Don't get neck punched. Okay. I'll try not to. And uh, and then uh, he escaped. He got out of there, and it turned out what happened, because uh, people he knew were there the next week. What happened was I'd make a joke about a call center, and mm. he used to work in a call center, so he was defending the honor of call centers by punching me in the face. Wow. Did you used to work in a call center? Yeah, I worked yeah. there for once. I don't even remember what the joke was. It was just an innocuous. That's what I was going to say. You probably were doing material about it because you did. Yeah, we, it. we had way more in common than we we weren't enemies. We were allies. Is that what you said? As he was punching. <laughs> no, I think I said, "Ow, ah, why? <laughs> what? What? Stop! Please stop!" <laughs> and then the audience just watched me be beaten, and when it was so over, no one did anything. Was there any? Security? One of my friends. One of my friends ran up and did something. He was a big guy. That's good. And uh, scary. And the audience, and afterwards they were like, Do you want to keep going? I was like, No, these people just watched me be beaten and did nothing. They don't get uh, yeah, joy. No, I sort of want to try out some new material, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get into my day outside of you watching me be beaten. Wow. And then what was, how long was the gap before you then got on stage again? Or were you not, oh, the next day. You weren't too bothered. By no, it. I was obsessed at that point. Go on stage every day for years. Loved. Doing. I mean, I still love doing stand-up, but at the time I had nothing else to do. 
Wow, that's very scary. And that was pre sort of Will Smith. That was that was pre that was two thousand and six or seven, probably. Yeah. Wow. Pre Will. Horrible. I'm sorry that happened. Thank you. So, would you ever choose to go to an art gallery, Bobby? I I like going to an art gallery if there's someone that can tell me the story of the paintings. Okay. Um, I find that great. Looking at the paintings does nothing for me. But if someone's there and they're like, yeah, here's the story of the paintings. He was in a mental asylum when he painted this. Yeah, 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 great. Like I want that. I want yeah. that. You know, my actually, my favorite art my favorite story is people, um, I mean, it's cliche to talk about Van Gogh, but people talk about Van Gogh. And then they'll talk about his brother. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that main come. But no one ever talks about Van Gogh's brother's wife, who is the only reason we know who Van Gogh is. Go on. Because Van Gogh's uh, Van Gogh's brother died very shortly after him mm-hmm. and then his wife was left with children mm-hmm. um not much you know it's like what is the 1800s so not like or late 17 i can't remember uh, 1800s so not like i don't think much earning capacity and kids and a bunch of van gogh's paintings and at the time no one knew who he was yeah. so over the next 20 years she because Van Gogh's brother was from the art world and Van Gogh's family was from the art world, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. So over the next 20 years, she had to figure out how to make people give a shit about Vincent Van Gogh's paintings so that she, so that all the paintings she had had value. Yeah. So she had to put on exhibitions and over the course of her life, she was the, she spread the word and like, you know, was his spokesperson that whole time and is the only reason anyone knows who he is Mm -hmm. so that kind of she could make a living and then she'd sell them off sell some off but not you know you don't sell the good ones off but she'd sell some off once and they'd probably get more and more valuable than she'd sell them off amazing yeah Um, i I want to see it very depressing how unsuccessful he was in his lifetime and he's like one of our most lauded artists yeah but obviously it's the story of him yeah and his lack of success is why we're talking about him right now. True. It's not like he lived to be 80. He did kill himself. How old was he? He was young, I think. Yeah. Th- I don't know, 30 something? He didn't give it. Was he, he younger than that? Maybe you just need a couple more years. Um, you look quite like him. Yeah. You've been told that before. Um, I've been told that, but I could... I could, I could <laughs> you ever been mistaken for him? I've, well, that would be... That, that, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a Willem Dafoe movie where Willem Dafoe plays, or him, but then Willem Dafoe's like 55. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I can suspend disbelief here. You're in your 20s, Willem. 37. That's how old I am right now. Shit, man. That's why you look like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Got anything you want to achieve before 40? Um, Sell 800 paintings? Yeah, I want to... I'd love to put the energy into work and life that he put into 800 paintings. Mm. That seems like a... How many gigs do you reckon 800 paintings is? Like five a day for two years, probably. <laughs> like it's a it's a real effort. Yeah. Oil or watercolour? Watercolour. Portrait or landscape? A portrait, definitely. Can you separate the art from the artist? Yeah, sometimes. Tortured artist or practical parent? Wait, m- who? 
<laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Am I choosing what I like or just words? Yeah, what you like? Uh, practical parent. England or Canada? Canada. Shag, marry, kill. Mona Lisa. Girl with a pearl earring. Son of man. Son of man. That's the one with the apple on the face and the top hat. That's in like Thomas Crown Affair. Okay. Shag girl in the pearl earring. Marry Mona Lisa. <laughs> kill the guy. Kill the guy. Yeah. Nice. Cockroach or woodlouse? Woodlouse. Talk about or think about art. Think about. I don't know how to emote about art. So I like thinking about it. You know it. what you like. You I like know what I like. things with stories. Yes. Looking at a painting close up or far away? Far away. Then I don't have to pretend I know. I like, I'm like interested by tiny parts of it. Yeah. Private view or view of privates. Well, I don't know what that means. (laughs) What does that mean? Private view is like an opening of an exhibition where you have like drinks and stuff. And then a view of privates is like a close up of a genitalia. Oh, yeah. The second one. That's that's, yeah, sure. Yeah. Painting from life, landscape or still life. Life. Art or music. Music. Art or books. Books. (laughs) (laughs) Comedy or art. Art. (laughs) Art. Yeah, sure. Comedy's last. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's the end of the quick fire. I predicted before you came here that you were left-handed. Do you really? Get, do you get that a lot? I don't think anyone would be surprised that there's things about me that are abnormal. <laughs> I think any, I could say anything. I don't think there's many things about myself I could say. And people, if I said I spent four years in prison as a teenager, people go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought so. Nobody, no, there's nothing about me that would surprise anyone. Yeah, because the, um, the technician in this podcast studio said... Uh, do you know if Bobby's left-handed or right-handed? I said, I don't know, but I imagine he's left-handed. And she went, yeah, I thought that too. What does that mean? Uh, yeah. Don't know what that means. Left brain dominant. Don't even know where my left brain is or if that's the right side. Yeah. Um, I think I'm sort of done, but it's very wet. So I'm going to need it to dry a little bit. I how, think how are you getting on with yours? I'm also done. Okay, great. Should we reveal each other's? Okay. Okay. Three, Three da, 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 two, da. one. Oh my God, I love it. It's so sort of creepy and childlike. And also we were doing screaming, but yours look like sort of sad smiles. Yeah. It well, looks like they're screaming with the eyes. It's an inside scream. Yeah, it really is. Yours it's, is an outside it's scream. It's harrowing. Mine's a bit more basic. Yeah, mine's a body, a head, and then just a head. Is that like the scream within? Uh, Yeah. I really like it. Thank you. Can you sign it? Yes. I'm going to sign mine as well. It's just a little bit wet right now. Is there anything you want to plug? Nothing. Obviously your special uh, uh, on YouTube. Watch my special, Cockroach, on YouTube. Yeah. It's a, a lot funnier than I've probably been this last hour, but I've had a great You've chat. You've been great. It's I've been had a nice. great time. Um, thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you, Annie. Thank you very much, Bobby Mayer. I think he tempted fate when he said we never see each other for more than three minutes at a time. Because after recording this podcast, we both got booked for Leeds Festival and there was a train strike. So we sat next to each other on a coach for six hours. Apologies to all the other passengers on the coach. If you want to see mine and Bobby's artworks from today's episode, remember to follow Secret Artists on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Art Pod. And I would urge you to have a look because they're pretty scary paintings. I'm on Twitter at Annie McTweet and on Instagram at McGrath.Annie and at McGrath.Art for my art. Bobby's on all the socials, of course he is. He's a millennial too. At Bobby Mayer on Twitter and at Bobby Mayer Comedian on Instagram. You can also make a one-off donation by the link. Did I just say via the link? I meant via. God, it's been a long life. 
via the link in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn.